Well, well, well. How's your Christmas weekend starting off? Well, if you're a Phoenix Suns fan, you you tuned into a game that was supposed to start at eight, but because it's an ESPN game, didn't start till like felt like eight forty five Arizona time, of course. And then it just dragged on, and the Suns were instantly down twenty points and stayed down twenty points the remainder of the game. Playing against Memphis, a team that was fully healthy, knowing that we didn't have Devin Booker and the Cams and all the other excuses that we're used to hearing these days, Matthew. We just find ourselves down 20 points in first quarters way too often this year. Am I right or am I wrong? Yeah, it's quick. It's basically a lot of these games where you just know you're shorthanded. Suns will be down quick before maybe even the first time out. And it's like too late to change anything, too late to make the adjustments. They're down themselves. No one really believes in themselves. You know, it's it's hard to watch. After one quarter again tonight, the Suns lose. It's just one quarter and they're done. It's over. And we're and seeing this – consistently this year yeah and that's the challenge injuries lack of engagement well what is one of the things you talked about at the front end of the year the regular season doesn't matter and it almost feels like the phoenix suns have that same mentality that they're like okay we know we're going to be in the playoff hunt at the back end of this thing and sometimes they just don't come out focused and we can blame monty williams we can blame the players you can give credit to the memphis grizzlies and the way that they they played in this game but at the end of the day as a Suns fan, it just kind of sucks. Yeah, and we get no views. No oh, jamsters <laughs> that are here. We love you for being here, but we no one joins us. And I like the more people. Usually, well, you're wrong. You know, I don't like the crowds, but you're wrong. More people will join us. Uh, yeah. So the- let's bring in Sir Hamo from the Aussies Suns fans podcast. He's joining us. How are you doing? Been better, but uh, very very happy to be here, guys. Thanks for having me. Well, we're super excited now. So where exactly are you on this planet we know as Earth? So I'm about, oh, about an hour and a half, two hours south of Sydney. Okay. And so uh, what's, so coast. it's like summer down there though, right? Yeah, man. It's, uh, it's a good probably 26 degrees Celsius today. So I don't know. Matthew seems like the kind of guy that would know the math. Yeah, what's the math nope. on that, Matthew? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> what, what is? Somebody, I was like, wait, that's cold, right? <laughs> somebody in the chat, nice. let us know what that is. Well, we'll go to the other spectrum, and we'll bring in Jake, aka Fallen Founder, who's in his grandma's basement now. Absolutely. And, and Absolutely. where are you at? You're in like Podunk, <clears throat> Iowa, right? Absolutely. Where it's a, a brisk negative twenty-two wind chill. Uh, but it was warmer today. It got up to a negative five, uh, which was an uh, increase from negative 11. So, But what is that in Celsius? That's what we all want to know. Right. Well, no, Matthew's got that, right? Six. He does yeah, numbers. Matthew, that's, that's six. He's, he's the numbers guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we're, we're excited to bring you guys on uh, to talk about such a shitty game. Oh, my God. 80 oh degrees. 20, 27 degrees Celsius. Is, not, is, is 90 degrees? Fahrenheit. 80. Oh, that's not bad at all. Yeah, that's not that's bad. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. And, and negative 22, oh, I'm sorry, Jake. That's, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, you, you're uh, going to need more than a three-quarter sleeve. Dave King is your son's daddy shirt to keep you warm in that kind of weather, right? It, it You know what? I, I don't think I've ever paid more for a shirt before, but it is really comfortable. So probably John for, you for like going with like a quality shirt company. <laughs> you got the sleeves and everything. John, John wears those all the time. Looks good. Yeah. 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 My wife always makes fun of me because I'm always wearing three-quarter baseball shirts. And she's like, what, do you dress like a seven-year-old? I'm like, I'm comfortable. It's a good and I'm look. married. It's I like look. it. 
Yeah, I live in the Midwest. Bad. It gets cold. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know. So, <laughs> well, we we like to thank you guys for joining us, Jamsters. Anybody who's joining us, whether you're watching the podcast or or listening at another time, if maybe you're spending your Christmas Eve and you don't want to be around any family, you're walking the dogs around the block. And you know what? I'm going to listen to the Suns Jam Session podcast. We appreciate you taking the time to do so. So make sure you subscribe, rate, and review wherever you're consuming this content. You can follow me at Darth Voida on Twitter. You can read my writing at brightsideofthesun.com. You can follow Matthew. I'm Matthew Lizzie. You can follow Sir Hamo. That's Sir Hamo. See what I did there? Too easy. And, of course, you can follow Jake. At Fallen Founder. Jake, the, 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 uh, the podcast free agent. The man Absolutely. without a pod. <laughs> so <laughs> my, my 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 son's daddy went out for cigarettes once and never came back. Never came back, did he? He's out there in the cold, <laughs> negative twenty-two degrees wind chill factor. So uh drink them if you got them because we're gonna need them in this one, boys. I got a, a teeth cracking cold Coors light. Matthew's got ooh, Matthew, what is that? Yeah, a land, land shark? shark? Yeah. It's a, this is actually some sharks. Beer, so it yeah. is. So it's it's kind of like you're hanging out two hours south of Sydney it? with Hamo. Yeah. So there you we go. So that? Uh, you can't see it in your stupid greased screen, but you can hear it right now. Stoof. Talk about this shitty fucking in. game. To 100, we actually broke 100 points in this game. Didn't think it was going to happen, especially after a 20-point first quarter and an 18-point second quarter. But it's, it's going to bring me to my first question. Matthew, I got to ask. Matthew, I'll start with you. I, I got to ask, when it comes to this one, did you think that – or were, were you surprised – by the lack of effort and competitiveness that the, and competitiveness that the Phoenix Suns had coming into this game, knowing that the Memphis Grizzlies are the number one team, you're a couple games back, were you just surprised that they had no fight in them? Yeah, I was. As soon as Dave King sent out that tweet, like the Suns are going to win, someone followed up. I forget who it was, my bad. But John Morant won't even score 20 points tonight. It seemed like a Suns win. Everyone was super excited on Twitter. All of a sudden, it's 30 to 10. And you know, being a Suns fan now, nowadays it's – it's over in the first quarter. They get so down on themselves. So I was like, this is over. My notes stopped by halftime. I, you know, writing notes, that's what we do. And I actually enjoy mm-hmm. it. But then games like this, you stop writing notes. Cause what am I going to write about? Oh, no effort. Oh, no effort. So yeah. Oh, there goes my, <laughs> there goes my dryer. Did you hear that? So you were doing laundry during the game. That's how <laughs> I was, engaging. It's it a laundry, ones. but it's a sad laundry game. Usually oh, yeah. back in the day, last season, it was a good laundry game where, Five minutes left, you can just clean up the house a little bit because, you know, the Suns would just pull away. But, you know, injuries, all that, there's excuses. We'll talk about them. Well, so, Hamel, were you surprised by the lack of effort and competitiveness in this game? I mean, this is an ESPN game. It's a game that you're looking forward to. You've had a couple nights off. You know, you just lost in kind of an embarrassing fashion to the Washington Wizards. You think Monty would have this team kind of ready. You know that they're, they're, they're coming in full strength. They have Desmond Bain back. Uh, they're a team that's just lost two uh, themselves, so you know that they're going to come in competitive. Were you surprised that the Suns had zero effort? 
Hell yeah, man. It's it's um, very similar to when, like, uh, the college teams get in, like, a really shitty four-string high school team or something just to turn them up before the season starts. Um, like, what, what the hell is that? Honestly, like, I've got nothing. I don't even know where to start. But you're right. As soon as we get that... Um, that lead in front of us, we just lose all momentum. We just just become depressians, man, and we just stay there. I mean, Jake, do you feel like this is a team that when we get down by 20, we just have no chance of coming back? Because we've done it a couple times a season. I was going to say, actually, the Suns are leading the league in big, most uh, down 20-point comebacks. I think but, it was something like but why are we getting uh, down all the other teams points? are like <laughs> 2 and like 80, was... but we're like 4 and 10. <laughs> but you're <laughs> – it, it's a weird feeling, though, right? I mean, because we're and we've been in this slump. It's really a December slump at this point, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been a rough month uh, with injuries and just losses, and even the wins, like the Clippers win. I mean, it was like uh, we beat them without five or six of their best players. But I mean, tonight it was like Hamo was saying. I mean, I, I was wrapping Christmas gifts. It was a sad Christmas wrapping party. Uh, you know, Lissy was doing uh, laundry. It was a sad laundry day. Uh, I mean, but Hamo is right. I mean, it it every time I was like, oh, now Aiden he he put the ball in. All right, now he got a rebound, and then just blown defensive assignment. And then uh, you know somebody would have a couple good plays, and then that guy would just get wiped off the floor. And it's like, how how do you how do you blink? Uh, that quickly uh, in this game and just look like it looks so much like they weren't playing team ball. Yeah, everyone just every moment, uh, every few plays, somebody goes, you know what? I'll try and fix this by myself. And they couldn't do it. Yeah. Consist- can- yeah. Go ahead, Matthew. I was going to say uh, the the whole rivalry thing too, with the Pelicans, I just want to bring this up really quick games like this, where you're playing the Memphis Grizzlies, like you, you kind of want that rivalry, but do you just have to wait till the playoffs? Cause like you said, like, Oh, this guy's out. There's six players out. These these games, like the Pelicans versus Suns, like the Pelicans versus the Grizzlies, they should be like rivalry games, like intense, but there's always injuries. Like they during the season, I don't think we'll ever have that. We have to wait for the playoffs, right? Because these games suck. Yeah, it's always. it's December. You know, it's December. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, we, we love this team and you you want them to be perfect. And I think that's you know a challenge, especially for anyone who's on Twitter. I mean, you're seeing it. I love Kota Kid in the chat. You know, he's just trade Monty, trade everybody. And then he's just like, I'm just trying to match the energy in Sun's world because that's what yeah. that's what's going on right now is everybody like settle down, everybody. That's that, that's where I'll start. Just, was this a shitty game? Yes. Shitty games happen. OK, for all the men, the reasons that I mentioned, this is a team that was at full strength and, and make no mistake about it. The Memphis Grizzlies are a good fucking team. They had the second most wins in the NBA last season. Okay, barring a John Morant injury in the playoffs last year, they could have went toe to toe and probably eliminated the Golden State Warriors, and they would have breezed through the through the uh, uh, Dallas Mavericks, and it would have been a very different, interesting NBA Finals. So this is a good team. Take a look at the Suns on the other side. Do we have problems? Yes, we have numerous problems. We've talked about them ad nauseum, and we'll continue for the duration of this season until some of those things change. But when you don't have Devin Booker, when you don't have Cam Johnson, when you don't have campaign and when you don't have the size to match what they're doing on the glass, cause that's what killed us in that first half. We were destroyed on the glass, but I'll ask you guys this question. Does anybody know how many games this season have the Phoenix suns lost by more than 10 points, including tonight six, 
It's a good guess. It's seven. It's seven. Tonight makes seven the seventh time in our 14 games Is that we've Celsius. Celsius, that's correct. <laughs> so it actually it factors out to, I think, like 33. But you look at the other side of the coin. The Phoenix Suns, of their 19 wins, 13 of them by, have been by double digits. It's the duality of this team. You know, we're a team that doesn't play very well in the clutch. We're a team that has a hard time rebounding at times. We're a team that doesn't shoot in the first quarter. We, we have a lot of these different symptoms but we're also early enough along, I feel, in the season to where I'm not in full-on panic mode. Am I concerned when I have a game like this? Yes. Would you want to see effort from your team because you've been waiting for it all day? You know, it's easy for Hamill. What time did the game start there? Like noon? Two? Uh, two, 2 p.m. Two. on Saturday. Yeah, so 2 p.m. on Saturday. So it's Christmas Eve in Australia. He wakes up, you know, he kind of does his thing, and, and boom, he gets the game. We're waiting till 8.30 at fucking night to watch this shit. What time was it for you, Jake? Like 10.30? It's midnight now, yeah. 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 You know? Exactly. So it's like there's a lot of just anxious. So that that's the fan side of it, right? That's the human side of it. But from, you know, looking at it through the, the lens of, of basketball, pure and utter basketball, it's a team that's just like, shit, we're getting ready to go on a six-game road trip. We have we have some questions. We have some health issues. We're a lot like a lot of Western Conference uh, teams right now. It's not the end of the world, Suns fans. I think that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm agreeing with what Coda Kid is saying in the chat. He's just like, dude, like settle down, everybody. Like, quit the negative energy. Yeah. Now that being said, let's eviscerate the Suns for this shitty loss. All right, you ready? Yeah. Let's Who do we go. start with? Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I was gonna say I figured a drop was coming to that. <laughs> Oh, that's a good point. I didn't even think about any of the drops. Who, who, who do you want to eviscerate first? Let's see. Well, well, let, guy, let, huh? Let's start with the big guy. Ever since I've been here, we talked about everything you want is on the other side of hard. This is hard. Monty, Monty Williams, coach of the Phoenix Sun. So, Matthew, should we blame, should yeah. we blame Monty Williams for this kind of shit? You know, a lot of Monty talk, but I feel like the way you kind of brought it up just before this where – it's a shitty season. It's going to be, uh, you don't take the season, you know, with any seriousness. And I think that a lot of this has to go to injury. You just can't blame the coaches, right? Like it's kind of like a scapegoat for these guys. Right. I think Monty Williams won't be blamed like as a scapegoat just because there's injuries. And I feel like it's tough because you're talking about a season where it's really up in the air in the West. Um, anybody really can, has a chance to be the first, the number one seed and you're trying to get everyone you can, but then you come out in games like this where you are without Booker, where you're without a ton of people, but like, what can you get most out of Aiden? What can you get most out of bridges? Like, where's that? Is that coaching? What is that? Like we want to see a kick-ass Aiden game. Does that start yeah. with Monty? I don't know. The game plan for Aiden, does it start at the beginning of the game? Does he know what the fuck to do? Cause it always seems like he doesn't know what to do till like maybe halftime or maybe the first time out, something like that. So you can blame Monty if you want. He's not going to be the scapegoat. He's not going to be fired, whatever. It's going to be our coach till the end of this year for sure. Oh, yeah. And he'll get away with these kind of losses because that's the way the NBA is right now, man. Like there's 30-point losses to shitty teams for every team. Uh, Memphis is not a shitty team, but there's just going to be those 30-point losses every other game. It's just a different kind of basketball right now where it's acceptable. It's okay. You move on to the next game, but it's acceptable to a lot of – teams right now right the fan bases are upset but the teams are like yeah i know it's the nba season that's how yeah. everyone looks at it right now so the coaches are okay i feel like in these situations what do you think hammo 
Well, Matthew said it before, man. I mean, Jar didn't even get 20 points. So it's not like we took down, uh, got taken down by the Grizzlies and superstar Jar Morant because he was a more or less a non-factor. It's just, it is annoying. I don't know if everything comes down to being Monty. I mean, logic sort of says that it, it would be because he should be in charge. But if the players decide to go rogue and freeze eight and out or do whatever, not saying they are, but what, whatever's going on, still that's a disciplinary thing and that should come down to Monty too. But Bingo. It, it can't, I, I don't want to, Matt said it again as well, the scapegoat. I don't want to throw it all on Monty, but no, no really one else to hang the head on, you know? Well, I mean, we saw in the last game, right? The, the footage that came out, think about that guy who was at the game and he took like that phone, that, uh, you know, Monty yelling at Aiton moment. Yeah. And he tweeted that out and that thing got hit so many times. Like no one, no one knows who that guy was on Twitter. Like imagine if that was you, you're like, all of a sudden you're like, Oh damand I took a video. And I feel good about myself for once every, in life. Yeah. Look at me I got on likes. Twitter, baby. Yeah. I'm on Twitter. You know, <laughs> but when, when you, when you saw that moment happen, you know, Jake, what, what did you think? What did you take away? Because that's emotion, right? That's Monty Williams trying to hold his team accountable, right? That's him yelling at, at DeAndre Ayton and Mikhail Bridges after something didn't go right. I mean, that's what you want to see. So, again, the duality of the expectation, how, how did you consume what you saw there? Well, for, for me, Monty's always going to be one of those coaches that tries to put the blame on himself largely. I think that's why I was so surprised with um, the way he acted about the whole eight and stuff in the playoffs at the end uh, of last year. It was a little different. He's like, oh, that's internal. Usually he would just be like, oh, that's something I need to work on. And he, I will say that I, I feel like I do see it a little too often. And and But I don't blame Monty per se. He has a coaching staff that does need to get into his ear because – how many times have we seen, um, you know, uh, uh, Jock uh, go off or Damian Lee and all of a sudden um, it'll be like, hey, why did you put him on the bench and only give him 10 minutes? You know, I got to find a way to get him more minutes. It's <laughs> not hard. You coach the guy. You say you're out. You're in. It's not hard to put in the right player. Like, I mean, Bismack just I, – I, I was – Getting kind of frustrated with him tonight. He, you know, the the big guys were just clowning us in the paint. Adams and Jaron Jackson, then Brandon Clark, and I, it wasn't a lack of hustle. I don't think from Bismack, but it just he couldn't do it all. And I would have liked to see some more Landell because of that. But I mean, Monty's got to be willing to pull the the trigger on that kind of stuff. Yeah. I feel like he is a little bit. He reminds me a little bit of. Uh, Dan Tony, though, in that regard, where he'd rather just let you try and figure it out, especially in the regular season. Agreed. You, you know, you start making a few bad plays, I'll give you another five minutes to try and figure it out. And it gets frustrating for us because we're the fans, we're the fanatical ones. So we, you know, we have a few bad games in a row, or, you know, one good game or two good games, and then a few bad games that kind of mixed in. It's like uh, we, we pick up on that a little bit more. And I think, you know, again, when we talk about coaching, Monty Williams, yeah, yeah, they didn't necessarily come out with the energy, but they didn't have the size for this team. That was apparent right off the bat. I mean, that first quarter alone, the the Memphis Grizzlies end up grabbing uh, seven offensive rebounds. The Phoenix Suns had seven total rebounds. You know, second chance points, 10 to zero. The, the entire game, uh, 72 points in the paint for the Grizzlies. Uh, they had 22 second-chance points. So that tells you that first quarter, 10 of the 22 second-chance points that occurred happened in that first quarter. From a rebounding standpoint overall, the Phoenix Suns 
uh, were out rebounded 53 to 35, 19 to 11 on the glass. So again, I don't know how much you want to put on this truly on Monty. I, I feel like there's some some onus that needs to go to Monty on this. You got to get that team up. But that's you know when, when I saw that you know and again I wasn't on the last podcast. I was watching Christmas Vacation in the in the movie theater. <laughs> you know I was like yeah, you, you sicko you, was, you and <laughs> yeah. son, you and Sons Geek. I was hanging out with the fam. Yeah, you and Sons Geek. You're still watching this. Well, I was watching the post game, but I wasn't on it. I was like, oh, okay. like, yeah, I was giving you guys shit in the post game, like, yeah, in the like chat, it. like with all it the gangsters. Love it, you know. But <laughs> but Mario Lopez says it. He goes, blame James Jones. You Why? Can, you, you, Why? You, because we're blaming Whoa. everybody. That's what you're doing. Well, yeah, we, say, guys, we do. Let, let me call a timeout here. I know I'm the I'm blaming the free that agent dog. here. <laughs> let me call a timeout. Right, timeout. Here. I, I'm watching. Yeah, timeout. You know. uh, Let's give the Grizzlies another 20 uh, free throw attempts real quick while we have this timeout. Uh, I keep seeing these comments. Okay. We need to give the Jamsters some Christmas spirit. We need to spin this stuff. I'm seeing way too much that Monty's the worst. James Jones is awful. And we need to trade everyone. And it actually just seems to continue to repeat. And I'm like, Okay, guys, we, we, I think we've still won more games than any other team in the last three years combined, Correct. if I'm not mistaken. I mean, Correct. it's uh, we still have Devin Booker. We are missing multiple like key starters, starters uh, and, and, and major role players. I mean, guys, we were banking on Dwayne Washington-ish Wayne Wright. We should not have yeah. to have, rely on two-way contracts to do that. I know that we want to see D.A. and Mikel, like show up and play hard. But, like, come on, guys. Like, I'm, like we're – we need to give it's them the Christmas yeah. spirit. It's That's what we got to do in this podcast. Camo, you're drinking good bourbon, aren't you? Yeah. Brought to you by. Oh yeah. I told him to go out and get some Basil Hayden. We're, we'll we'll turn this uh, we'll turn this uh, pot around real fast. Well, and, and again, I I go back to that emotion that Monty Williams showed with DeAndre Ayton and with Mikhail Bridges in the last game, and that's what you want, right, Suns fans? Because it's always like Monty doesn't do anything. Monty doesn't make adjustments. Monty's not holding anyone accountable. And then once he does, they're like, it's falling apart. They can't keep it together on the sidelines. Like, no, man. It's because like, you don't see that. You don't see that in the NBA. You don't see the players yelling at the coach at a whole lot. And it's fine. It's kind of like the thing, like, T.O. used to do that with the coaches all the time on the sideline, right? Those, those prima donna receivers. It's like, oh, he just wants the ball. He just wants to win. Mm-hmm. But it always ends up being like, oh, that player's just selfish. You know what I mean? And the coach, they always just had it in for each other. So that's how everyone, I think, from the outside looks on it. No one watches the Suns play. They know what happened before the season with DeAndre Aiden. They know what happened with the contract. So then playing off of that, if you're going to see anything during the regular season where they're yelling at each other, that's a bad look. So I, I think it's kind of under the radar now just because Mikhail kind of squashed it. He's like, he you know, it was my, it was my bad, it. basically. Yeah. He did. And that's fine, but it still looks really bad. It looks and I'm bad, gonna, but I'm not going to buy into it. But I like it, though. I'd you rather like see – oh, 100%. I think – yeah, to me, when you're watching the clip, I'm watching DA look at everybody else for support, and everybody else kind of turns their head like, shut the fuck up, dude. And, like, you saw Booker kind of go over there and, like, put his hand on Monty, and Monty gets up, you know what I mean? So you can see the players and coaching staff on Monty's side. In that clip, if you really want to dissect it, Ooh. and everyone else is kind of like – DA, just shut the fuck up, all right? Get over it. So this is a really intense. Watch. This is like really watching DeAndre Ayton. Yeah. 
That's what you were doing when you were analyzing that clip. Well, if well, you're going to analyze it, but it's just so, a blip in their whole So what did you life. see from DA tonight? Nothing. Nothing from anybody, but I just want a kick-ass Aiden game where he goes out there and just rips his jersey off. And it's like, hey, JJJ, no, we should have taken me over you, of course, in the in the in that draft. Because to me, I'm thinking like JJJ looks pretty fucking awesome. It, going back to that draft, I always yeah, but he's JJJ. just like AD man. It's like he looks great for five games and then he's out for 20. exactly, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, oh, should we have drafted him? No, I'm just totally, I'm totally joking. But I just wanted Aiden to have a fucking awesome kick-ass game. Excuse my language. Um, but I, that's what I wanted. But he got in foul trouble. He, he yes, got in foul he did. trouble. So what? Who cares? But that's, I, just, I want him just to go win the game, but it's not going to happen. So, I know so, it wasn't going to happen tonight, but so I'm ask, just saying that would have been cool. I'll ask Hamo this. So Aiden comes out in the third quarter and looks great, right? He's aggressive. He's going at it. John Morant does that real herky-jerky shit, runs into DeAndre Ayton's chest. They call him for what is fourth foul, and Monty pulls him. Do you think Monty should have just left him in at that point and just said, write it out? At least give him one more. Yes. Like let him let him have one more. But the, the fouls was a massive problem tonight too. You know, the foul discrepancy between calls um from the Grizzlies to the Suns was was in the tens. It was it was ridiculous. Last time I looked at it, it was like uh thirty-six calls or something for the Grizz and twelve for the Suns or eight for the Suns. Mm-hmm. It's it's crazy. It happens every frigging game, but yeah, no, definitely. At that stage, man, just let him ride. I mean, it was pretty clear we were going to be dead in the water. Yeah, we were already sinking. So just, well, what's going to happen? What's the worst that could happen? Yeah, at that point, what do you think, Jake? Let it ride? Absolutely. You know, actually, I will say this, uh, uh, kind of like Matt said about, you know, want to see that Superman moment from DA. When there's a game like this, I would, I would get off my couch and cheer for like a, a big strong foul in the paint. Yes. Like when Jock drives in, lay him out. Lay him out, yeah. lay him out clean, but lay him out. And then just say, try that again now. And uh and just, you know, who cares if you look but he actually he, he for a big guy, especially in Sunsland, where I feel like most of our big uh post guys always got into foul trouble all the time. So I do appreciate the DA tries to play somewhat clean, but he can use those six fouls to establish a little bit more dominance in the paint. Um, and so, uh, oh, congratulations again, soon to be mom, Sonia. Yeah. Uh, Sonia's joined us in the yeah. chat soon to be mom. So she's going to name that child, uh, Dave King, Dave King, Lovato, <laughs> Dave. And if, and if it, just one the rebirth oh, yeah, day. that's right. It's Boyd. <laughs> no, but I, I think you're right. You know, one, I think they should have let it ride. Like, let, let it ride, yes, Monty. Please. At that point, you're down 20-something points. It ends up being, you know, the, their biggest deficit was 34 points in this game. And you look at the final foul totals, and the Suns were called for 26, and the, the Grizzlies were called for 22. The Grizzlies had 38 free throw attempts to the Suns, 26, so a discrepancy of 12 right there. And, of course, we shot 57% from the free throw line because hmm. we finally get free, free shots, and we're like, we can't hit these. You know, it, it all came down to the rebounding, but – I really think that this was an opportunity from an Aiton standpoint to just, yeah, let it ride. Let him foul out of the game and let him yeah. continue to have that rhythm. Because he he didn't he did have a solid game when he was in there. You know, a total number of minutes played for DA tonight. He only ended with 21, but he was 9 of 12. He had 18 points in 21 minutes. That's great. He had five rebounds, and that's he was getting great. owned by everybody else on the yeah. glass. <laughs> you know, but that, that's why it's like, just let it ride for a while. And that's where one of those little money opportunities 
you know, in the grand scheme of things, this is an opportunity for you to let him kind of continue his momentum. And they had a chance, you know, I, I like the, the, you know, the hard foul thing. You, you, you want clean basketball, but there's one guy who you can punch right in the face. And we'll talk about him right after this DraftKings promo. You looking to make some cold, hard cash? Visit the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Who doesn't love a good same-game parlay? Download the app now, sign up with code TBPN, place a $5 pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code TBPN, only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Win enough money and who knows, Jamsters, maybe we can buy the franchise from Robert Sarver. Fuck reading things, that's why I make commercials. So punchable faces, right? We like to talk about punchable faces. I'm trying to find the drop, Matthew. It's way it's deleted. It's it's no, it's it's in there somewhere. Where There's so there? many. There's so many old. That was ones. like me last pot. I couldn't find like I found it. Want me to hit it? I got a it. God damn it! I don't know what it is about your face, but I want to deliver one of these right in your suck hole. And you guys all know who I'm talking about, right? I'm talking about Bill Kennedy, the referee Bill Kennedy tonight. <laughs> That smug motherfucker, man. He he had that one call. So there there was there was the play where uh, I forget who who was called for the foul initially. Was it Tory Craig? But anyways, Brandon Clark gets fouled on a play, and the Suns challenge it. And Bill Kennedy comes up to that microphone. He gets low. He leans to the side. He goes, <laughs> yeah. and he's just like, the 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 challenge was successful. But Brandon Clark will be shooting two free throws because he was fouled by Damian Lee. He's like yeah. such a smug ass. And then, like the next time there was another challenge off the off the uh, 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 goaltending call, he didn't even bother to say like Phoenix. He's just like the offensive team will retain possession. Like yeah. I wanted to punch him right in the face. I really don't like Bill Kennedy. You smug yeah. brick. Yeah, and first. Is he who's he talking to? Is it a squirrel in a tree? Who is he talking to? Yeah, he's like, like getting on low and he's in there. Why like, is he like, what is this? Dude? Uh, well, he, he looked know. like the ladies' man. He's like, ooh, we said I was gonna say it's like a Tinder <laughs> profile, a video or something like that. <laughs> I, was like, I don't ladies. care how small you are, dude. Go like, ahead, come on. That challenge was successful. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> slow jams on 92.3. Lights <laughs> out, <laughs> Phoenix. <laughs> you know, I was like, what are you trying to do? But it was the most somebody? entertaining part of the game, honestly. It was. It, did it was the only time I actually the watched the smoothest TV. of the smooth <laughs> challenges. <laughs> he didn't touch him. He caressed him. But that's still a foul, baby. Two shots. Call me, maybe. I was like, what the hell is this crap? But we all know it's Dylan Brooks. Okay. Dylan Brooks <laughs> I was getting worried game, there for a second. <laughs> Dylan Brooks in this game reminded you, you know, I get it. He's one of those tough defenders, and he's the guy, you know, I'll talk about it a little bit when I was on uh, subreddit stakeout, but Dylan the villain, they call him. Dilly Dilly. What's the kind of stupid fucking name is that? Dilly Dilly. I love having they call Dilly, him Dilly Dilly. Dilly. Team. They call him Dilly Dilly. Nerds. Like it's from the Budweiser commercial? Team, yes. <laughs> dilly, <laughs> dilly Dilly. Dilly Dilly Dilly. You know, <laughs> so, uh, but at the same time, like, 
you, you have to respect his his uh, tenaciousness, but he also reminds you why he wants to like punch you in the or you want to punch him in the face. Like <laughs> they're up thirty points, and they'll, they they had a possession in which they got the Suns to do a uh, uh, a twenty four second violation, and he's just oh, oh, screaming, walking up and down the court. It's like that poor guy. Does someone just punch him once? Like put him out of his misery. All right, I'm done with my rant. You guys talk. Dilly, dilly, no, dilly. it's okay, man. Dilly, dilly. There's some people out there like that, man, that you just you just want to bang their head. There's not much you can do. You I want to snip one of those little one. braids, but not one of the front ones, like one on the side. Just one. Yeah, just swing him around by it. You know, it was, yeah. the door. What's with, like, the full court defense? Like, he, he'd go up there to Chris Paul and, like, play full court, and then all of a sudden, like, he just, like, would run backwards. Like, he, he's a tough guy. He, like, acts like a tough guy. But he's like the biggest fake tough guy I've ever seen because every time he does actually D up and he's like, oh, I'm going to play tough like a Patrick Beverly or something, like he doesn't play like on defense. Like Patrick Beverly will get on you, make it really physical and hard. But Dylan Brooks is kind of opposite, I feel like. Like he he's good defensively, but not like a Patrick Beverly. He just he has like the same kind of like look and talk, but it's not it's not Patrick Beverly. It's a little bit yeah. worse, man. Kind of like a poor man's version, I feel like. Well, that, and that's what I'm wondering, you know, as we kind of get closer and closer to the eventual trade deadline is that, you know, everyone's been throwing out trade ideas, but who is the biggest Suns enforcer or like adjutant that we have on this roster? Like, it, I think it might have been Jay Crowder. It was Jay Crowder. Uh, yeah, well, and yeah, yeah, it's probably. noticeable that we miss him now, like, because yeah. he did bring that kind of uh, physicality and emotion that. I think some of the other guys could feed off of and because DA he's, he's not soft, but I mean, he doesn't like we, the one time he, I forget what game it was now. Was it uh, the Lakers where he like looked down at a player and they're like, ah, technical. You, you technical, mean mugged him. Yeah. Can't, yeah. You can't look do that. Somebody, yeah. you know, yeah. Dylan books Brooks is literally like hip checking Chris Paul up and down the court. Yeah. There's one play where he like, he, he, it almost looked like he like just, he ran and threw an elbow into his back. Like I was, I, I, if he was wearing a Suns jersey, he would have had 12 fouls a night because the yeah. Suns can't do anything without getting called for a foul. And Dylan Brooks, he's like, they're like, what a, that guy's got, look at the way he hustles. He just really plays him. hard. He's oh, the heart player. that he's got. He's just, he's such a great, he's just, <laughs> I, 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 he's just a nice guy. Dylan Brooks is going to be one of those guys in like 20 years. He's going to be so ugly because he's going to get so fat. He's got, you can already see like a fat thing. <laughs> Wow, you're actually calling to his future fatness? Oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The opposite of Oliver Miller, I guess he's like a thin guy now. So, Well, Oliver yeah. Miller cared, but like... Ali le- lost the weight? Good I guess. Yeah, they, they, were showing him, they were showing him yeah. up on the big screen. It looked, like, it looked like he lost some weight. But I mean... Tired of being alone will help you. Yes, Dylan Brooks is tired of being alone in 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> he's, just, he's got one of those fat, fat faces, and the only reason he's not there yet is because he plays professional basketball. The moment that guy retires, yeah. dude, he's like... I just I hate Dylan Brooks. So but much. Suns physicality too. Like there's there's nothing there. Obviously, this is yeah. these games they get punched in the face. And I get Booker's out, and I get that. You know we're but down. Booker's not a tough guy, but he's not. He's finesse just like the rest of them. Mm-hmm. So when we get punched, Da, the thing is like we don't have that leader out there. Chris Paul does as much as he can, but it takes him. It's like a corkscrew out there trying to get that turnaround, and it yeah, just takes forever. And it's hard to get off. He got it off a few times in the first quarter, but. There's just there's something where they do get punched in the mouth and there's no resilience at all. We don't have a dog. D- What's up? 
we don't have a dog. You have a dog. No, not at all. It's nothing. It's it's like everyone's always looking towards the ceiling. DA is always like looking like, oh, let me look at the replay because I don't want to look at these guys in the eye. Like it's just that's the way it is for the Suns right now, and everyone knows that. And it's just it's hard to watch for that reason. Like if we're to lose these games, it's expected because we don't have Booker, we don't have our MVP candidates, supposedly whatever. But I just I hate watching these games knowing that there's guys out there that won't respond to tough situations, and maybe because the game plan maybe because they don't know what they're supposed to be doing out there because that's what it looks like it looks like a team that doesn't know where the hell to go on offense where they're just trying to find the hot guy you know uh washington comes in let's see if he can get hot nope landell let him shoot a three maybe he can get hot you know what i mean that's what it just kind of seems like and we just kind of hope that happens to get the win i don't want of course i want the win but i want just some kind of attitude especially against a grizzlies team that thinks they're next they're the next big team in the west and they're going to be in the championship this year. I want to punch them in the mouth, even if we lose. I want. See, there's the dog. Attitude, that's the dog that we yeah. need on this team right there. Hamill. Was that me or was that the dog? I no, thought that that's, was. That's, that's, that didn't come out on me. Hamill's got the dog. That's the little one of the two as well. Oh, <laughs> we need that because, again, without boss man, we don't have an enforcer. We just, we just don't. And when you go against – take a look at the top of the Western Conference right now. Okay, the Memphis Grizzlies are physical and have enforcers. The Pelicans are physical and have enforcers. The Denver Nuggets are physical and have enforcers. And then you've got this Phoenix Suns team that is a finesse team that plays well together when healthy uh, because of the organic chemistry that they've developed over years that a lot of teams are trying to mimic. You see a lot of these teams. There's not a lot of crazy transactions going on because everyone's seeing like, oh, continuity consistency. That's how you win ballgames. You don't go and just try to buy a championship. You develop one. The Suns have done that, but at the same time, they've left out that key factor that you need in NBA basketball. You need physicality. We don't have it. Does James Jones go and get it? That's what everybody's sitting around waiting for, right, Jake? Absolutely. Well, and I think the good news, too, is we still have I, – I, it's amazing how shorthanded we are and still how tough we are in our team. And I know it's because we see the potential in these guys. We, mm-hmm. We've obviously shown how great we, we could be with uh, going to the finals and then uh, a decent-sized yeah, we, playoff we've run last year. we experienced yeah. the potential. But, I mean, we, 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 don't, we still have an open roster spot on this team. So not only are we telling uh, – we're paying Jay Crowder just to sit at home, we could sign anyone off the street right now to walk in the door and 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 – actually be that dog but uh, i mean obviously you would have to go find the, the right fit but i mean kaepernick. W- it's gonna be kaepernick i don't know people keep we all know it's hassan Whiteside. um <laughs> me three years ago would have agreed right no uh, my, my dad's a big fan of his by the way two towers let's do eight and Whiteside. Oh, but God, no it, yeah. it's this trade deadline i mean it's it's kind of interesting because how long for the i'd say for the last 10 years we've seen it so many times going into the draft probably maybe not as much with this last year but it was it's so important the suns get the draft right this year this is the most important draft we've had in the but it was always the most important one because we were never picking up the right players this is going to be the most important trade deadline for james jones to really nail because booker is that difference maker player paul has taken a half step back uh and and we do have some really quality pieces bridges can be good and ayton i mean i know some people are frustrated with him but He's super efficient. I mean, he just yes. he scores so he's a, he's and his range is great. Moving forward, he's not shooting like seventy percent, but only 
under the basket. He's like shooting 60% from wherever he wants to. And so hold on, it's going to be were, were those stats you were just giving me? There were numbers I got from Matt. Check this out. There you go, Dave King. The, the oh, drop lives on in the Suns Jam Session <laughs> podcast. Sorry, carry on. So I we keep cutting you off, man. Right, that's what we do. We <laughs> cut each other off here. No, uh, no, I, I just think so. It's going to be important to get the trade deadline right because I, I know a lot of people are saying, "Oh, let's let's go get that next star." Absolutely, I'm all about it. But there's going to be another little move, I think, that's going to bring in a 15 minute, 18 minute uh, night guy who could just, you know, uh, bird dog somebody that's a guard or, you know, just kind of really rough people up down low. Um, that'd be great to see. So here's something that's interesting. As we talk about the trade deadline, we know that Matt Ash- Ishbia, and I got to get used to saying this guy's name, Matt Ishbia is going to be buying the Phoenix Suns, right? It's going to take some time, but eventually he's going to own the Phoenix Suns. And the rumors are out there, and it's typical when a new ownership group takes hold of a franchise or an organization, they like to put their guys in place in the positions of influence, right? I mean, you're buying something that you're investing in something. So how James Jones navigates this trade deadline may ultimately impact how long he stays with the Phoenix Suns. Now, granted, ownership of the Phoenix Suns, they promoted him this season, they're They're pushing his value and trying to display how important he is to this franchise and what he's meant. But if you go out and you lay an egg, and let's not lie, James Jones, the past couple trade deadlines, laid an egg, kind of just doesn't do shit. Uh, There's Jalen Smith. I'll get back Torrey Craig. Two years ago, when the Suns are making a march towards the finals, and we're like, hey, we probably need one more big man. They're like, he's like, ah, Torrey Craig. Like, he just, he loves Torrey Craig at the trade deadline. It's what he does, right? Outside of that, he hasn't really done much at the trade deadline. It's clear that this team will need some form of of a big man, of physicality. And Mario Lopez says it in the chat. He says, Sam Presti on the way. That was one of those things. I I tweeted this out. I'm like, so if Ishbia is linked to Presti, is there any way he hints to SGA prior to moving to Phoenix and then just brings Presti the Suns next year? Hashtag Sunspiracy. Uh, and then, of course, everyone from Oklahoma City, whenever I tweet out anything about SGA, uh, Oklahoma City people show up like, you're fucking stupid. And we'll never do that. And like, I, I know I'm right. Or you're right. Like, it'll never happen. It's a dream. I'm allowed to dream and I'll tweet about my dreams. Okay. But Matthew, I'll tweet about my dreams. I tweet about my dreams. <laughs> I tweet in my dreams. I wake up. I'm like, what's going on? Merry Christmas. I'm Merrick Chrysler. So, but Matthew, do you think (laughs) that's all we do in my house right now? We're like, Christmas. But Matthew, do you think that this trade deadline is super important for James Jones, considering that his job might be on the line after the season, considering there's new ownership on the way? Yeah, yeah, it it is. And the reason is we've seen what we have with this team right now. We've seen what our weaknesses are. And everyone's calling out for like the Kyle Kuzma for the mm-hmm. KD thing's gone. It, the the Nets look fucking awesome. They're probably gonna go win the Super Bowl this year, so they're yeah. they're good to go. They're they're fine with KD. It's not we're not gonna get him. Good thing the Super Bowl's in town this yeah, year. So maybe is. we can trade yeah. him. If we can still yeah we can all go with Booker and but yeah. there there's the weaknesses we see it the whole the whole thing with the Jay Crowder situation it might have been mishandled. The whole thing with the Aiden mm-hmm. thing might have been mishandled. These are things we're gonna bring up when I feel like. 
James Jones James is, is replaced gone. or something, yeah. or Monty is gone, we'll be like, damn, no. Because that's the way this franchise is. We love everybody, everybody we have. I don't know what that was. We love everybody that we have on this team, on the coaching staff. We don't want to trade any of them away. But then if it's going to happen and we get someone like a Presti that really makes a change that us fans really want, then we'll be like, oh, remember the days when we had James Jones? Like, what the fuck was that? Like, I know we have this guy and this guy, but it'll always be that way. No it'll always be that way happens. because you just, you can't, you can't really go into the future and think like, oh, I can't imagine this team without this guy. Because right now the Suns are, they're one of the best running organizations in the league. They are. Now that we have a new owner, everything's looking great, but you're going to think about what else can we get next? What else can we get next to make this team an actual championship contender where everyone's like, yeah, they're, they're for real this year because right now, we are looked at as a joke, and that's hard to overcome until you get to the playoffs and actually prove yourself. But right now, we know our weaknesses, so until you feel that, it's going to be hard for James Jones to actually come up and say, yeah, yeah." if he comes up empty, it's going to look bad. It's going to look really bad on this franchise, I feel like. So, Hamo, either you're thinking deeply or you're highly intoxicated. So tell me no, what you're thinking. and tell me if Hazel Hayden, baby. And, and tell me if you think that you know we see the weaknesses. Do you think James Jones sees the weaknesses? I just I think we need to step back and look at Jay, how much James Jones has redefined the culture over the last couple of years. He, you know, bringing in Monty, Monty, and bringing in just the environment that comes with Monty and his beliefs and everything like that. I think we're too quick to to jump on James Jones. Yeah, yeah, okay, he's the trade thing. Yeah, he might have balls that up a few times, but he's turned this team around to the point where. Regular people like us are able to do things like this and talk about the Phoenix Suns. A couple of years ago, I was talking to, to Jake earlier today, the Aussie Suns, man, we started off with eight people. Didn't even think there was eight Aussie Suns fans. And it grew where we are now, all of us. But that so being I said... A lot of that credit needs to go to James Jones. The, the credit can live with James Jones, but you're only as good as your last season, especially when a new ownership's growing totally. up, coming in. Totally. So do you think as good as your last match. Yeah, and do you, so do you think Matt Ishbia will come in and just be like, hey, I'm going to bring some guys with me from Michigan State. Michigan State. Ugh. What, how do you guys feel about Michigan Cheers. State? <laughs> I don't watch that's college not, at all. That's not the start, is it? Yeah. Well, I know all I know is the Notre Dame football team is 48, 28, and one against Michigan State all time. So go Irish. Well, it wouldn't be like OKC okay, oh, to let go of <laughs> at all. What are you laughing at, Matthew? That was from Fry's, one of those pullout um stickers, isn't it? No. It's right before you my... leave the door, you're like, all right, I got 50 I got that on my 30th birthday. Go Irish. Tati 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 tati. Sorry, anyways, uh James Jones. <laughs> Uh, no, but like, we're it wouldn't be the first time OKC's let go of future superstars for dumb reasons, dumb returns. But SGA's True. a superstar, though. Oh, but you're right. Westbrook, yeah, Durant, Durant Harden. Westbrook. They True. Had ball for a little while. He was shot then. That, so maybe I think you hit the nail on the hammo uh, or the hammo on the nail. So I'm, I got something there. Uh, that's why OKC fans are so protective of SGA because they've had superstars come through that city and for dumb reasons end up being gone. So anytime you tweet anything, yes, yeah, yeah, 
I mean, they've had a, a, a murderous row of people if they just kept together for a couple more years. I mean, they went to a finals. They went to a finals. So that's, so that's why they hate me so much. OKC Twitter hates me. Because I'm always like, here's my thoughts on this trade. And I wrote a piece for Brightside. I always bring it back up and just gets destroyed. It's Everybody hates everybody on Twitter. And the Mavs went on to win. I think it was 2012. That's correct. Uh mm-hmm. No, because the Mavs yeah. beat the Heat. Yeah, in the in the Western Conference Finals, Mavs. The Thund- it was the Warriors, yeah. wasn't it? That wasn't that when KD left the Thunder to go to the Warriors after that. But they made the finals. Did they lose to the Heat? OKC. They no, made. They the never finals. went to the finals. No, they went to Western, Western Conference. Conference. No, they did. Really? Yeah. I could have swore they went to they got, the they finals. Were the I'm pretty sure. But I got I got they basketball. OKC okay, so went to the finals. Oh, they did. Wait, yeah, wasn't James Harden still coming off the bench for him then? Yes. Uh, yes. Like the and then the next man. season, that's right. Yes, yeah. that was when Kendrick Perkins was still a player. They, they lost in the finals, uh, 2012. Miami. So Hamo's right to the what Miami. Heat. They that was Kennedy Miami's first championship, right? Yeah, that was their first championship. No, they won in 07. I mean, with with LeBron. Yes, with LeBron. Yep. Yeah, because yeah, they had lost the year before to the Spurs. So, That's but right. no, you're right. So again, it's not completely out of the realm of possibility. Going back to my initial thought process here, Matt Ishbia, like Sam Presti, no Sam Presti, ties to Sam Presti, but hey, do we saw Trade SGA to the Suns for Jay Crowder and blah, 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 blah. Landry. And, uh, and, then, and then next year, you'll be in Phoenix coaching SGA with Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton and Mikhail Bridges. Let's make this happen. It's complete bullshit. It'll never happen because I want it to, but I can fantasize on my own podcast. Fuck off, people. These are my dreams, and I tweet them. It's well, what, what's more realistic? Is it is it Aiden being traded, or else we actually get rid of James Jones for Presti? What's more, what's more realistic is James Jones being gone. Not for Presti, but James Jones being gone. Aiden's not going to be traded in the next couple of years from the Suns. I truly believe that. Aiden, when you look at him, I really think he what he brings to this team and the value that he has his, at, at his position, although he doesn't produce max center type numbers, he's very efficient, as Jake said earlier, on the offensive end. He plays really solid defense, and his versatility in the modern NBA is something that's really hard to quantify. And I think that that's what's going to keep him a member of the Phoenix Suns for at least the next couple of years. It depends what day you're talking about. Like today, no. The day before, yes. Tomorrow I'll be like, yeah, I love Aiden. Then the next game, no. Merry Christmas, Christmas Day, no. <laughs> Happy Chrysler. I don't know. <laughs> do you, I'll what, say what do you this think, about Da though. I mean, on the the, I mean, I think you read his stats as nine of twelve, but like five rebounds or something. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, he was guarding Aquaman down there, and that dude is a beast. Stephen Adams, uh, Australia's own, uh, Hamo's own. Um, no, he's right a Kiwi. What? Yeah. Yeah, in New Zealand. Seriously, out, build a wall. Foreigners <laughs> are coming into <laughs> Australia. Emma knows what I'm saying. Uh, know, that's going to shock right. a little bit of the jamsters right there. Um, he, um, no, pull that out. Children, actually, and his sister was a either an Olympic or a Commonwealth Games uh, gold medal shot putter. Holy shit, athletic wow. fucks. It's a lot of history. Big, yeah, all I know is I love him in well, Aquaman big, because... Na- native yeah. uh, New Zealanders, indigenous New Zealanders, big people, big people. Yeah, and <laughs> it was huge. His head alone. But either way, I mean, it, it, DA was on him. You had Jaron Jackson. You had Brandon Clark. You had some big dudes yeah. going down there. He's not going to grab a bunch me, of boards. No, you know what it reminded me is he was kind of playing that... Um, 
remember Robin Lopez with the Suns? Um, and I, I he would occasionally have some good games for us, but he was never he never got a lot of rebounds. But what he did is he he could seal out other people from getting the rebounds. The problem is for the Suns right now, your next best rebounder is Tory Craig or Landry yep. Shamet. Uh, Shamet no was size. also t- five rebounds. So I mean, uh, w- when you're down, Cam Johnson, when Jay Crowder's not playing, uh, when Booker's not playing. DA can only hold so many of those guys back because they were attacking the back. Somebody tweeted out that they had more offensive rebounds than we had total rebounds. So as as much as I was disappointed that Aiton didn't play with a little bit more fury. I mean, he, he had to feel like, I mean, what do you guys want me to do here? Yeah. True. But if we're going to look back 10 years from now and be like, Oh yeah. Remember when Aiton was like being out, was like out rebounded by Steven Adams. I know Steven Adams is big. Steven Adams and, J- and Jalen, exactly. Or Jaren like, Jackson, he, he Karen Jackson. Guy, but then but he I'm had talking to run about, to the other guy. I'm talking about just getting between Adams and the basket. Didn't happen all night. Didn't happen all night. I don't, do they play a different way now where you just, you're going to stand behind him the whole game or else like push him on the side and just keep pushing him? Like he just never got any kind of positioning on him at all. And it might be impossible against that guy. It probably is. It is. He's a top offensive quarter, rebounder yeah. in the league. First quarter, you're right, I think. But I think yeah, he did yeah. pick it up in, uh, later on after the first. Because, yeah, Adams had like five rebounds in the first five minutes or something. Crazy. Oh, yeah. He was just throwing uh, it But DA finally was, was like, behind him and Monty must have gotten his face on the backboard over and over. He's like, I'm just going to yeah. pad my stats. Because he can't score, really. Yeah. Yeah. I have lobbied for Stephen Adams on our team for a long time on our podcast, man. I think he just brings so much more than – what a lot of other people can. He's really not that expensive either. So no. yeah, we'll and he found a great fit because he does he he does exactly what he needs to do in Memphis too. Well, they just gave him a big payday though, didn't they? I mean, he's not like a minimum guy. No, I think it's fourteen. Fourteen. 14 yeah, I mean, I mean, I that, that was a lot for a guy right. that can't play outside of five feet. Do you see yeah. the video of him torturing Embiid though, just like leaning on his shoulder and all that kind? Yeah, of stuff. that was. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, he's that's, seventeen mil. That's wow. seventeen. Well, okay. Oh no, no, tw- no, no. You're right. His previous contract, but he was he's twelve six, twelve six for the next two years with Memphis, and you know he's twenty nine years old. So I mean, he's it's not bad. It's not bad. I just I think the challenge with Stephen Adams is comes playoffs time. He, they you can strategize against him and get him off the court. And I was thinking yeah. about that today. You know, like there, there's such a it's such a different ball game when you hit the playoffs. It's such a different way of approaching things and taking things away. And the Memphis Grizzlies are a team that they have that physicality and they have that ability to rebound on the interior. But I also think that due to their streakiness uh, and some of their overaggression, you can take advantage of that from in a coaching standpoint in a seven-game series. That's why when I look at the top-tier teams in the Western Conference and I see Memphis, they don't truly scare me because I think in the, in the concept of a, t- a seven-game playoff, I think that Denver's scary. I think that New Orleans is really scary. You know, but, be scared by Memphis. That's the point. Yeah, ex- yeah, but I'm I, I'm not scared by him. You know, so this was a fluke game. But I'll tell you what was going on in the subreddit stakeout in the <gasps> time. The Suns Jam Session subreddit stakeout. All right, so, so there I was hanging out on the subreddit stakeout. The first Bro. thing. So 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 what's interesting. Did you say boo? I said bro. Oh, bro. I would never boo oh, you. Dude, you dude J- Jake just showed up. He looks like the shredder. <laughs> Those turtles. Those turtles. Raphael. 
So no, actually, I wasn't in the red eye. <laughs> the stakeout, so I should probably go away. Yeah. So what's interesting is when you go to the subreddit of an opposing team, you'll it always says like game day thread Grizzlies nineteen and eleven versus the Suns nineteen and thirteen. There's literally oh my god, look at Hamlet too. He brought a mask. <laughs> That's Slipknot. Is that Slipknot? Joey Jordison right there. Oh, oh yeah. Are he you Jordy Jordan? He was telling me today. He oh That's... Joey Jordison actually died. My bad. Oh, well, that's a well in the Suns jam session. Uh, but what they said on the on on the uh, the game day thread, it literally said, "Fuck Chris Paul, Grizzlies nineteen eleven visit Suns nineteen thirteen. That was the title of the game day thread. Uh, poor Chris and, Paul. Yeah, poor guy. He's just trying to live his life. He's like uh, <laughs> Just, just yeah. On the last He's leg, maybe. Maybe having her last Christmas. Uh, these sons' throwbacks are so fucking fire. Was a nice comment. Um, no one on their team can rebound right now. It's glorious. Uh, Jesus, having our starters back has additional benefits. Our backup squad is now Tyus, Clark, Aldama, Conchar, and I guess Roddy. Roddy, this is going to be a cakewalk. So again, it just goes to show you that this is a team that finally was fully healthy, and they knew that they're. Set- I mean, we're out there with Tory Craig and Landry Shamit. You know, Landry Shame T was out there. Uh, I wish I was in Phoenix. <laughs> you like that nickname I came up with? It's yeah. Like Ice T, but Shame T. No, just reading our players, it's fucking hard oh, it's, to listen to. I know that too. <laughs> uh, I wish I was in Phoenix. It's negative three degrees and it feels like negative 27 where I'm at right now. LOL. I think that was actually Jake Fallen Founder. He was on the. I was oh. a Grizzlies fan. Yeah, you're hanging out on their subreddit and you're like, I'm just going to talk about the temperature. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Somebody said, give Aiton a gun. It's the only way he can handle Adams. And then somebody replied, he'd probably miss. I thought that was pretty funny. And then the last thing, the last thing on the 75% tonight, he wouldn't miss that. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I'm like, what do you, what do you guys talk about missing? Uh, And, but the last thing they said, I thought this was kind of funny. So I don't know if you guys know this, but Danny green is a member of the the Grizzlies. He's been injured all season, but it's a solid pickup for them. So they do have Danny green. Uh, They said, I saw on our NBA today, that a favorite NBA cons- conspiracy was that Danny Green was a Lionel Richie love child. So mm. that was a Reddit stake. I guess the Suns Jam session subreddit stakeout. I can totally. You can see I that, can- right? I can totally see that. Dude. He looks like Lionel like Richie. On, Is that like just a joke they have? That, I don't know. Like- I think it's it's a funny joke, but it's like it's like well, Lionel Richie. Okay, say Green, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Fiesta. AC forever. Green never nailed every and, and never nailed anybody. He's my dad's favorite play or favorite son growing up because he was celibate. He's like, I he's think that's the biggest Christian. fib. That's the biggest fib. <laughs> it is, dude. dude. AC Green was nailed. He's Danny Green's dad. Him and Lionel Richie I don't had think a baby. Celibate choice, man. Have you seen the brother? You know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's like what six ten. It was that. It was that high top, man. It was nah, he, he was my favorite player growing up. I saw him I at like, a wrestling match. So he goes to a wrestling match and then he just doesn't get laid after. He just he's like fighting boners. He goes home. Oh, watches urge. Watches Die Hard. Yeah, <laughs> what does he do? Kai Mingo or I would have been a wrestler years ago. What am I doing? Jam star of the game. All right, Jamsters, it's a reminder. Subscribe, rate, and review. If you're watching the podcast, hit that thumbs up button. We truly appreciate it. Make sure you head over to the Aussie Suns Fans Podcast. Do the same. And head over to Jake's podcast and give it a a middle finger because it doesn't exist. 
Uh, <laughs> yet. Free um, agent. <laughs> free agency status. Uh, but let's know in the chat who your jam star of the game is. Uh, let's let's go around the room. Let's start with Jake. Jake, who's your jam star of this game? Oh God, I'm looking at the stats. I know it's tough. I don't I don't want to give anybody an award. Um, <laughs> I um I'm going to go with you know who I'm going to go with um Josh Okogie. Even though he airballed that horrible three at one point, he was the only guy that, and he didn't even do it all the time, but enough for to me for me to take notice. Um, he had a nice offensive uh, rebound, like put back over like three other people. He played some tough D. He was sprinting down to go get loose balls and trying to tap it back out of people's hands. So I'll go with the Kogi. You know, like you wish you had about four or five more guys with that same kind of, you know, Amen. like Rudy Rudiger, you know, uh, if, if you had a tenth of the heart of uh, a Kogi out there, you would have uh, been a starter. <laughs> you're five foot nothing, a hundred and nothing. And you got a speck of athletic ability. And you're Josh Kogi. All right. What do you think, Hamo? Look, um, I was loving what Okogi was doing, but uh, there was times there I was like, can you just stop and just keep playing defense? Like, don't touch the fucking ball other than passing it. Um, I, I'm going to have to give it to Chris Paul, man. He, he just seemed to look around and nothing was going. He's just like, all right, usual running, step back, elbow jump up. Look yeah. around like, you see what we have to do? We have to put the ball in the basket. <laughs> Over and over, and more times than them. <laughs> what do you think, Matthew? Oh, I'm gonna go. Um, was that loud? No, it's fine. Oh, was that good? Okay, that was fine. Audio check right at the end of the pod. <laughs> <laughs> it was loud in my earphones. I'm gonna go Bismack, man. Those fucking blocks. It's like I'm sick of this shit. I'm cursing a lot this pod. I'm sorry, but I'm sick of this stuff, dude. I'm sick of these guys having their way with me. I'm going to do what I can as a guy who, like, as a player I am, I'm not going to play these extra minutes and be, like, an actual Aiden the way Aiden should be playing, but I'm going to give him my all. Those blocks were, like, insane. The way he's so competitive all the time, he can only do as much as he can. Mm -hmm. But tonight he was – I love watching that, dude. He he might be the most consistent player on our team because as as maybe the backup – other than maybe, no, I think he he might be because I feel like every time he's out there, man, who did he block tonight? Who was that? Who was that dunk? Who tried to dunk uh, on him? Uh, was it Brandon Clark? It might have been that. Or was it Conchar? Nasty. It was Conchar. There's a few of them. It was Conchar where he just Conchar was like winding up. He's like, yeah, beyond the next NBA like two K. Yeah, yeah. like no, nope. and then and he then, blocked uh, Morant from behind. Like yeah. those kind of plays. Yeah, it's like no, if, that was nice. if the Suns, if they can play like him every game with his emotion and energy, we would have. It probably been a closer game tonight. Well, I see what the Jamsters are saying. You got Man Rock says no one deserves it. Coda Kid gives it to Dylan Brooks. <laughs> yeah. No awards from Atlas. Uh, D Wash Junior because he was the most. He was uh, the most composed I saw out there. No awards again from Man Rock. Uh, busy from Mario. It's getting dark. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's, these podcasts okay. are getting pretty dark. Too. Um, I, I'm giving it to Bill Kennedy, man. I mean, that smooth motherfucker. He was just, oh, right. He yeah. was dancing on the <laughs> ceiling. He's like, he was on roller skates. Danny Green, I know your daddy. Oh, was he on roller skates? I feel like I he was. On he, was. he did. He, totally, he was. Totally, <laughs> You like worked at the Sonic Drive-In? Yeah. Like, uh, like yeah Will, Will Ferrell semi-pro. Yeah. He's doing the yeah, halftime exactly. show out there. Jackie Moon. Yeah. yeah so that, that's that's who I'm going to give it to. Uh, last, oh, I'd love to see him wrestle a day. 
That'd be fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to answer one question yeah. real quick before we get out of here. Brian James, ES Esquire. Brian James Esquire in the chat. Question for the panel. Who's the better player at this point in the career, Jackson Jr. or Aiton? I think that's a no-brainer, right? How many of those guys have been to the finals? Um, um, how many? It, what, what's the best ability you can have in the NBA? It's it's availability, right? No, yeah, Aiden is for sure. But if yeah. JJJ was healthy, and well, of course, injury, yeah, he would what be if fucking game. dominant. JJJ yeah. was. Healthy, I know. Yeah. I'm just saying, if yeah. if, DeAndre, yeah. if DeAndre could hit twenty, hey, if DeAndre even game, gave a shit fifty percent of the games, he'd be an all star. But he's never gonna be. An all-star. It's so crazy. We're gonna talk about trades in the future. Oh, you didn't trade Aiden and Mikhail? There were never all stars for for fucking Kevin Durant, or you know that would have never happened. But we would talk about in the future. Be like, wait, those guys never made the all star team. Why did you guys want them? Like this is like talk twenty years from now, I don't know. Because well, like, I think you bring up a great point though, Matthew. If he gave a shit fifty percent of the time, he'd be an all star hundred percent of the time. That that'd be a new tagline. So you Panther. enjoyed him half as much Sex as Panther. he's enjoyed you. Where where's this year? Okay, he had a good game tonight, but I mean, I'm looking at this. He, I always remember he could never hit the broadside of a barn. Uh, yeah, he's, he, a he's usually a sub fifty percent shooter. Last year he shot forty one and a half percent. From, That's on the uh, interior primarily, yeah. right? You know? uh, he scored 16.3 points in 27 minutes a game. He averaged his career average career shooting percentage 45%. His career rebound numbers, five rebounds. Like we get on DA because he doesn't have double digit rebounds yes. every night. We would lose our minds with Jaron Jackson. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We couldn't handle that. That kind yeah. of jazz. So. No, no, don't get me wrong. He's a good defender and he's got a lot of good things going for him, but. A little bit more total package. Uh, he's too crazy. He's very slow, and he's just kind of all over the place. He has no stability on offense. You just don't know what you're going to get from him driving to the rim. He's just kind of nuts. He's Apparently, kind of nuts he can alley oop Brandon Clark, though. I will say that. Uh, yeah, all, he's all. What is the slowest, ugliest looking alley oop I've ever seen? <laughs> so he was well, trying to do a crossover, and he just let it. He's like, oh. <laughs> they call him he's like, oh, Skyhook. Yeah. <laughs> Well, on that note, Jamsters, I'd like to done? thank you for hanging. Yeah, it's an hour's go by quick. Damn. When you got, when you got good what? friends. Yeah, this is. You guys the want Aussies. to discuss favorite Christmas movies? I could do favorite that. Christmas movies. Yeah, what do you want to? Yeah. We, can do, we can knock. We can knock that <laughs> out. Childhood trauma. No. Childhood trauma. <laughs> <laughs> we'll save that one for Christmas night because uh, go. we're going to be oh, yeah. some more there trauma on Christmas night. So tune in for that, Jamsters. But uh, again, I want to thank both Hamo from the Auss- from the Aussie Suns fans podcast. And Jake Fallen Founder for joining us. Uh, Hamill, let everyone know where they can follow you and consume all of your content. Yeah, check us out at Sir Hamill on Twitter, Aussie Suns fans on Twitter, um, YouTube. We we do our own podcast, apparently. Um, yeah, tomorrow, no, just, right? You guys always do them on like Sunday our time. No, we're our actually time. taking a we're taking a little bit of break till after Christmas. That's all. Come on, so guys, we go live today. after every nope. game here. Not allowed. Never take a fucking break. Look at what uh, we're dealing with. Availability. We're dealing with 60 watchers, and everyone's yeah, saying there's no jam stars. I don't know fucking brutal out here, dude. I don't know the passport. So, yeah, I was just, but, yeah, thank you very much. I was really excited to come on today, um, probably with you guys and Jake, too. It's been an absolute hoot. And, um, yeah, looking forward to hopefully we'll getting do, a we'll W sometime this year. Yeah. We got to get you guys on after a win. Jake, you want to tell everyone where they can follow sure. you? <laughs> yeah, find me at uh, uh, Fallen Founder. Um, 
Yeah, no, it was a great time being on here. I, I, I got to give props for Hamo for saying, you know, we should, we should see if uh, w- w- they'll let us join tonight. I said, well, I did get my Dave King shirt. So that was, uh, yeah. So we, so we slid into the DMs of uh, the, the Jamsters tonight. What I say, uh, folks, hit me up on the DMs. Yeah. We're nice guys. Okay? Yeah. Even Jamsters out there. If you guys remember, we used to have Jamsters on the show come on and talk. Yeah, we used to have Jamsters react. react. Yeah. No one comes on. So come on. Yeah, we'll talk. That's tell me what you think about the game. The podcast, man. They just found me one day looking around the DMs, just like you on camera. <laughs> yeah, I'll yes, be sir. there. Yes, sir. <laughs> Matthew, you want to tell them where they can follow you? <laughs> All right. And you can follow me at Darth Voida. Make sure you read my writing at brightsideofthesun.com. I got a nice little piece coming out tomorrow about how to bet on Christmas Day via DraftKings. Uh, and on that note, we'll see you guys on Christmas. So everyone have a fun and safe holiday. Uh, cheers, Matthew. What do they need to do? Go home and uh, love your family. Take care, everybody. Bye.